Welcome to the ROI of Yoga, a podcast aiming to shed light into the benefits of yoga. And this is the sixth episode, and we will be speaking about how we can incorporate breathwork in our yoga practice. Most likely you know that the breathwork, uh, called pranayama in Sanskrit, is part of the yoga tradition, is one of the eight limbs of yoga. However, it is often practiced on its own, separate from the asana, or it is practiced very little. And it is my belief that uh, when uh, we are practicing breath work, uh, together with uh, the asana practice, we can amplify the benefits of both. Why am I saying that? Because uh, I'm confident uh, that uh, the asana practice on its own, ignoring completely any breathing techniques, will improve our respiration. The biomechanics of breathing are addressed during an asana practice. We can challenge our respiratory muscles, primary and secondary, through an asana practice. And when we incorporate on top of that pranayama, we can double and triple the effect. Now, for that reason, I think that even if you do practice pranayama, if you do have a breathwork practice, before meditation or on its own, like I do, it is still worth considering how you can incorporate it into your asana practice. And this will be the topic of today's podcast. I will be giving you five ways in which this can happen. And I'm going to share with you the one that is my favorite. I will share it to you last. Now, the easiest way, the first way that uh, you can incorporate uh, breathwork into your asana practice is uh, the one that most of you probably practice breathing at the start or the end of uh, a yoga class. Now, at the start of a class, uh, what type of uh, breathing would be appropriate? Well, it depends on the style of yoga and the style, the, the goal, the outcome that we want to achieve through this practice. I would argue that in general, if in doubt, you can practice some breath holds. Breath holds will potentially um, uh, awaken the body, prepare you for, for the, the practice, will as a result uh, uh, wake up uh, the um, endocrine system and uh, as a result uh, you will be able to uh, focus more into your practice. You know, breath holds are so powerful that sometimes that's the only thing I would suggest to someone prior, prior to giving a public speech or prior to preparing for any stressful event. Now, at the end of the class, I would argue that probably we want to um, support recovery. And the easiest way to do that is uh, through diaphragmatic breathing. That's not the only way. I'm saying the easiest way. And the diaphragmatic breathing can be or, um, any type of belly breathing or lateral breathing. I will argue that at the end of the class, probably belly breathing would be more appropriate than lateral breathing. But a lot of the times I like to um, ask my students to lie on their belly and have a block underneath their abdomen. Or if we have access to any um, other equipment, such as maybe a little uh, plate, like a two kilo plate or an ankle weight of three, four kilos, apply it on, on the belly and as a result breathe against it. That will also be uh, types of diaphragmatic work. The second way to incorporate breath work into your yoga practice is to breathe light. Now, um, breathe light is uh, um, an exercise that uh, Patrick McCone uh, has uh, created. There are three different versions of it. 
but all of them aim to bring the body into a state of hypercapnia. I would suggest that uh, the breathing light principle, which is basically what, it, for those of you not familiar with the exercise, is what it says. You, we need to be breathing light. And as I've already said, as a hypercapnic breathing technique, the goal here is uh, to um, shift the body into a state of air hunger. I would say that this is appropriate for vinyasa-based classes primarily, and I will explain in a second why, as well as uh, um, a classes that are very static. So a yin class or um, a, even in a yanga style class where the poses, poses are held for long, there's not much movement, will also be appropriate for practicing breathing light. Why did I say that uh, I think that uh, a vinyasa based class will be the best option for someone to be breathing light? Because as the goal of this exercise is to bring the body into a state of air hunger, we, want, we will achieve that quicker if we have an increase of carbon dioxide. But this is achieved naturally when we are moving. So in a vinyasa-based class, when the body moves a lot, it doesn't matter if it is uh, challenging or it can be an easy one, but just the movement, like similar with walking or running, the movement will increase uh, carbon dioxide and as a result, it will be easier to shift us into a state of air hunger. That would be one way of doing that. The third way to incorporate uh, um, breathe, uh, breath work, uh, pranayama, into your yoga practice will be to use breath holds. Now, I've said already that we can use breath holds at the start of the class. That's one option. But uh, breath holds during the class can also be very useful. Uh, why? Well, because breath holds will um, strengthen the diaphragm. Breath holds will, in many cases, strengthen the abdominals as uh, breath holds will increase intra-abdominal pressure for a certain period and also breath holds will bring us into a, a hypercapnic state. Now how do I incorporate breath holds uh, into my students practice? Usually when they are working into a challenging pose uh, that involves increasing intra-abdominal pressure. Now this does not have to be necessarily a handstand it can be something very simple for Example, I had the, uh, a case of uh, working with people with severe lower back problems and uh, many movements will trigger their lower back. I knew that their uh, um, midsection was weak and I knew that we could not do a lot of work to directly target their midsection. So guess what? I was asking them to hold their breath and execute the poses. I remember when working with uh, an 85 years old woman that, as I said, it was one of these cases with severe lower back problems, I would ask her to do some base, basic squatting, some simple squatting, not full squats, but while holding their breath. And that was the only way she could execute these movements without any pain. So consider that. Now, can breath holds bring us into hypoxia? Absolutely. I have done it and I have videos demonstrating that. But uh, I would say that uh, unless this is necessarily something that you want to achieve, it is unlikely that you will use it during your yoga practice. But if you're interested in doing it, 100% uh, you can get into hypoxia. If you're a beginner, you probably need uh, an oximeter. If you're familiar with how long it takes for you to drop your saturation of oxygen, you can do it without the use of an oximeter. The fourth uh, uh, way of uh, incorporating uh, breath work into your yoga practice is by reducing the number of breaths that you take. 
Now, this may come as um, a surprise to people that are very much uh, um, ingrained with the idea of uh, movement connected with every breath. That's one way of doing things, but uh, I would argue that this is far from uh, the most efficient way to address breath work in, in, uh, in our uh, practice. If we move with every breath and if we move a lot, it means that we will be breathing a lot. And obviously that's, uh, as, uh, that's a recipe for moving into hyperventilation. On the contrast, uh, uh, we, we want to be breathing as little as possible and becoming as efficient with our breath. I'm not going to elaborate further into this topic, but uh, if you're interested, let me know in the comments area and I can discuss more the link between uh, movement and uh, breath and uh, why potentially less breaths might actually be beneficial even for vinyasa style practices. So this is the fourth one. And the final one, which I told you is uh, uh, my favorite and the one that uh, I emphasize a lot in um, my classes is uh, to bring rhythm into the breath. Now, the rhythm into the breath is something that uh, will incorporate all of the other qualities of good breathing that I have already mentioned in this podcast. I've mentioned about uh, less breaths. When we have rhythmic breathing, we probably, we will naturally breathe slower. It's unlikely that you will pick up a rhythm that will be fast. Rhythmic breathing will um, be most likely from the nose and as a result will activate the diaphragm. What are the benefits though of uh, rhythmic breathing? Well, first of all, uh, it sets an internal metronome. If you start breathing slowly, if you start breathing with a rhythm, you will start tuning into an internal metronome, which might not be linked with seconds, but still it's something that you can tune in at any point. And why is that important? Because in many poses, uh, time passes very slowly. Many poses will hold, potentially are painful, potentially they are awkward for us to hold. But if you have this internal clock, you can switch it on and endure these poses for a lot longer. Now, this is very relevant for practices that uh, uh, people hold uh, the, um, the poses for long periods of time. Ayanga is a classic example. I believe forest yoga is a similar one. But in reality, any, any teacher, even if does not uh, um, follow these two schools, uh, they can hold uh, uh, the poses for longer. I do ask my students a lot of times, to hold their postures uh, for maybe even uh, a few minutes. Now, the another place though that uh, this internal clock can be very useful is uh, in inversions. Now, again, those of you that have been practicing inversions, so potentially have noticed that time does not move as quicker as in other postures. But the rhythmic breathing can be very useful towards uh, helping you stay focused and uh, um, persevere with the balancing and everything else that is needed in order to stay in these positions, uh, inversions. And uh, finally, rhythmic breathing will tune you in with your heart rate, which is a very uh, calming, uh, has a calming effect and will activate, of course, your parasympathetic nervous system. So, a quick review. How can you incorporate uh, a breath work into your yoga practice? Number one, at the start or the end of the practice or both, uh, do some breath work. Number two, breathe light, especially if you're doing a, a dynamic style class. Number three, perform some breath holds, maybe when uh, you are challenging your midsection. Number four, reduce the numbers of breath that you're taking throughout the class. 
And number five, breathe rhythmically. These are the, the ways that I use to um, bring pranayama into an asana practice. If you have your own ways, uh, let me know in the comments below. My name is Anastasia Janis. I'm a uh, yoga instructor based in North London, but uh, as you probably know already, I'm a Buteco and Oxygen Advantage instructor and uh, breathing is uh, a big uh, um, specialization, uh, specialization that I have taken uh, since uh, 2016, whether it was through my uh, graduation as a Wim Hof instructor or later on as uh, uh, in other styles that I have already mentioned. The goal though is uh, to always move beyond the, the methods, beyond the systems and uh, adhere to the principles. And this is something that I will suggest that you do if you are planning on incorporating breathing into your yoga practice. What are you trying to achieve? If you're trying to stay in as much of a calming state, you probably will have to choose different breathing exercises compared if you want to awaken the body. Maybe you're practicing yoga first thing in the morning. That's why I always ask my students Let's set a goal initially. Yes, pranayama. Yes, breathwork. But what is the specific goal? I would suggest that uh, if you have uh, um, not uh, signed up already, to check out uh, my free breathing mini course. It's a series of five videos which uh, covers the very basics. But believe me, the basics go a long way. And uh, by covering the basics, I mean it covers uh, the biochemistry of breathing. It covers uh, three breathing exercises that you can perform on your own and you will start building up your practice. If you are interested in stepping up your breathing practice a little bit more and improve the way you breathe when you're not conscious, then I would suggest that you sign up for my Breathe Right course, which is a two weeks course. And again, I will leave for this a link in the description and will allow you to uh, improve your breathing by addressing each one of the five good qualities of breathing. Nasal, um, quiet, diaphragmatic and so on. We go over the two weeks uh, twice uh, using every day a different exercise, a different breathing exercise. And by doing them, uh, you will slowly start uh, shifting into a more uh, quiet, calm, let's call it ideal way of breathing. That's it from me for today. I hope you, you're um, staying warm. It is uh, quite cold at the moment in London as it is uh, uh, December and uh, looking forward to seeing you in the next episode. Mm -hmm.